0: You're listening to the Mopcast Network.
1: There we go, there we go. You have to press the button a few times, I guess, on this machine. (laughs) So, uh, hi, Nathan! (laughs) Hello. Everyone, if you're listening, um, I've already done an intro for this, but I'll do another one. Um, You're listening to the Mopcast Raw, and um, I'm your host, Scotty, your Native American spirit guide. Or your (laughs) Native American internet spirit guide, I'll get that one in there. Um, And I'm with my good, dear friend, Nathan Smith who you probably don't realize that you've seen what you've seen. (laughs) One of those guys. He's one of those guys. He's one of the, he is a a renaissance man nowadays. Uh, (laughs) An actor, a a, a writer, an artist, a a musician, a singer. You just, a jack of all trades, sir. Or more of a jack of talents. I don't know, there's a lot of skills I don't have, but I got (laughs) talents, I guess. (laughs) It's all about skill (laughs) set. Right. I'm here. What is that noise? Neighbors. Hey, oh, yeah. oh yeah. So we're in uh Casa de Nathan and um there was these weird growling sounds outside but I guess that's uh just sliding, sliding glass doors. Sliding glass doors sound like a monster. Yeah. Um you you may recognize Nathan from a a few, a few things. Um he uh he is uh uh was in a Nicolas Cage movie uh, uh Rage which was formerly called Tokarev. Tokarev. I was looking for a pronunciation because I, I was new. I was going to butcher that. It was a. It's a Russian pistol. So yeah, yeah it was a Russian pistol. <laughs> yeah. I, I googled it. I just still couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> um, he uh, he got to shoot at Nicolas Cage a lot. That was kind of cool. Mm, a fully automatic shotgun too. <laughs> and uh, see what else you did. Uh, the Prince. The Prince. Yeah. And um, and but I think most recently, most people will know him. He's 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 sneaking around. The the Carney side in uh, American Horror Story yeah fourth season freak show fourth season yeah and and which is excellent yeah it's really great to, to it's a it's a good show I really really like it and it's what's really fun is though is it's it's you get a different feel when you know somebody in it yeah and so you're watching like hey look there's Nathan what <laughs> <laughs> kind of evil hit like I remember the first thing I seen I guess it was the first or second episode and you're in the background and you're stirring a pot yeah and all I can think about is what evil is in that pot? <laughs> and it's probably like stew or something, but you're like, there's got to be like a murdered baby.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, even, everybody would even ask me, they were like, are you the clown? If I find out you're the clown, I can't be your friend anymore. And I'm like, oh, no, no, what? <laughs> now, when they took me in for the fitting for the clothes, um, the, uh, the wardrobe lady was just like, you look like you could be a lion tamer. And I was like, oh my God, am I going to really get to mess with lions, you know? And she was like, no, no, no. In this thing, everything has already gone downhill. Your lion is no longer around. And I'm like, I am Mishka, I am a lion tamer." She's like, no, your lion's dead. I was like, okay, Mishka, I have dog and pony show. We can't afford donkeys. Okay, I am Mishka, I have dog trainer. <laughs> so, and uh, anyway, it boiled down to it. So there, we, a lot of us actually have character but uh none of it's revealed in the show. it just
1: kind of gives us well, a vibe. yeah, it's good good, but it's, it's really interesting that you have a backstory for for your for your guy yeah. I mean, it does help in acting i mean yeah you know, you know you know when i when I direct, I always build back you know help actors build their backstory because it does it totally mm-hmm. you know makes something different it's something I've learned in school <laughs> mm-hmm. school <what's> yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, what was even funnier is, is how they were like, hey, we're going to throw an apron on a few of you and see what you look like, so apparently I looked like the best as a, either a cook or a butcher, so there's a lot of scenes where I end up in the mess tent behind the actors actually cooking stuff for them, too. So, and then so, they've got another... So, uh,
1: basically, you're their version of craft services. Kind of, <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I was, uh, well, it's sort of a the jack-of-all-trades there, too, because they even have a performance look they put me in, which is they just add a vest but uh, there's in one scene where I'm actually escorting one of the other girls that's supposed to go to perform at the tour, uh, in the tent so and there's even a scene where I'm actually backstage it looks like we're the next act that's coming out but we never actually get to it because uh, of the scene because they end up throwing so many things at one of the main characters they're like boo you know but it was a lot
1: of fun so, um, so how did this all start for you I mean because that's I mean our listeners are, are, are will probably ask that question the same way I'm asking it's like you know, you know, these are just, you know, luckily, if you guys don't know, and I know most of the listeners are in West Virginia, but I'm currently on holiday uh, in Alabama and, and close to my hometown in Mobile, and Mobile is, uh, it's had a, a resurgence of, of being a film town. Mm-hmm. They're getting that spillover from New Orleans, and so, uh, and you're kind of riding that wave. Oh, uh.
0: <clears throat> the one that exploded the most is Rage. And, uh, and it was literally an open, ca- uh, open audition. And so, uh, like a hundred people lined up in the building to get in there and try it. And so I actually tried for two of the roles and, uh, didn't get them. And then, uh, but I put on my resume that I've got martial arts, firearms experience and all this other stuff. So they called me in for a stunt interview. Um, out of the 12 people that showed up, they only took six of us and I was like number seven, but they, they wanted guys who were bigger. Um... So I didn't get that. And then two weeks later, they've run out of Russian thugs to kill. So they were just like, hey, Nathan, you know, we need you. You look so, like a Russian thug. <laughs> so they call me in and they call this other uh, friend of mine, uh, Seth Woodruff, in and they call him. And he's only like 21. And he's just a really pretty looking man. Right? So they take two hours full of makeup to make him look tough. They don't want people to feel bad that Nicolas Cage is about to do whatever he's doing. So then they look over
1: at me and say, you're fine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> How do you take that? Do you're like, I- I'm good that I'm tough, or... Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really was
0: a 50-50 reaction. Part of me was like, oh, I can't... like, wait, wait, no, I looked apart. Let's do this. i was <laughs> like, good, I, I like that I look tough, because, well, everybody knows, in you know, the way I act normally, I'm too... I'm easygoing, and I like to laugh and stuff, so... Everybody sees the video, the clip, of me trying to kill Nicolas Cage, and they're like, that's you? <laughs> I was like, it's called acting, you know. But... um and we turned around and we did that scene. And, uh, you know, it's in the middle of June or August when we did it. We're on the third story of this, like, renovated out uh, hotel. Uh, there's lights that make you feel like a chicken McNugget. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's you're cool. running around being shot, hitting floors. So it's like, that's the hottest I think I have ever been. And it gets hot here. I mean, yeah. you
1: know, this part of Alabama gets a little a little toasty. So imagine, you know, I can't even... Not, it's the dry heat. Yeah, it, it's the <laughs> dry heat. <here. laughs> A little moist down here, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite. So. Now I'm thinking about aliens, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you got the reference. Of course it me, I get. <laughs> would be a bad, bad Native American internet spirit guy if I didn't get an aliens <laughs> <English laughs> reference. Um. Continue. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, as far as, like, I guess where it really, really started would probably be uh, I did one dinner theater play for church, of all places, and then the very next experience I
1: actually had was with you <laughs> in your zombie film. All right, so full disclosure, I know, I've known Nathan for a long time, and uh, so when, I don't by what, 2008, 2009, I started doing this, I wanted to, Lost was really, really big. And me and a friend were doing... Trying to figure out what what our, our next video project was going to be. And we are going to do this web series. And, uh... Zombies were in fashion. Zombies... <laughs> this is actually, I think we were... You right in the beginning of it. Beginning of the beginning of of that, and, uh, of the whole zombie craze. It was way before... Walking Dead was still a comic, but it wasn't a show. And it wasn't right. even going to be on the radar. And I kind of was like, I want to do this thing that's, like, lost with zombies. Because I was a yeah. huge lost. Still a huge lost fan. Okay. And, 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 um... I was like, so we did that. An I called Nathan because I knew Nathan did some, you know, had had some talent, and it turned out we had fun. We had a blast. It's a blast. It was like three uh, months, every weekend. Is... Twelve weeks. I counted it up yeah. actually because I was looking at the footage. Uh, I just did a a trailer for it that I hope to release soon. Uh, I did it for a competition piece, and uh, <laughs> but um, okay. So full disclosure, I didn't know what I was doing, and I, neither did I. No one did, and and, but, and it, it's uh, for a first effort. It's it's a bad movie. But for a first effort, I'm going to go be like, I've seen worse. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, I can actually agree with that very much so. And so, I mean, you know, uh, I can make it a lot better now is what I'm trying to I'm hoping <laughs> okay. we both can. We can yeah. all we can yeah. make it a lot better yeah. now. Um, but uh, so th- that's how I met Nathan. And, um, and from
0: there, I met Mike Green and Christian Fulmer, uh-huh. and they introduced me into theater. They got me to do uh, Romeo and Juliet. And then from there, I uh, got to meet the rest of Mobile's theater community and ended up doing like a slew of... Plays over the next four years after yeah, that. Mobile
1: has a really n- neat theater community. Yeah, there's
0: like three different theaters connected in the well, kind of Mission. Well, there's four? I think there's,
1: there's, oh well, yeah, there's Chickasaw. You have Chickasaw, and you have Theater 98, Mo- Theater 98, where I cut my teeth at, and uh, show shout out to Theater 98, <laughs> um, <laughs> Mobile Theater, girl and Joe Jefferson Playhouse, Joe Jeff Jefferson Playhouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right, you did, you did, um, the Blue and the Grind for me yeah mm-hmm. so I'm I did uh, I, uh we did a reader's theater the summer before I started college and <laughs> uh, did a kind of a workshop reader's theater called uh, this show called uh, The Bull and the Grey which I'm one day would love to do again but it's a it's a great show but again you can play you let you were one of the leads in that yeah, yeah true That was so a lot of fun so when you get you know get to Oscar just be like hey Scotty I'm Scotty <laughs> you're the man <laughs> I'll be showing you mine <clears throat> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that <It's not> works. <laughs> if you can't dream big, go home. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Really? I mean, you know, if you don't have that drive to, you know, imagine that end goal, you're gonna putter out all, along
1: the way. Oh yeah, it? that's exactly. So you
0: got to feel indestructible. the, that's, the way going
1: That's out. the reason I went to college. I realized I got as far as I could here mm-hmm. locally because the the film scene wasn't here yet. Right. Um, Mobile's kind of a Mobile tries to be this art town, and it's got a lot of art to it. Mm-hmm. And I and i'm not trying to spare any, any artists here cuz i think there are some very very talented people i think the city itself outside of that circle of artists don't want, they don't want that to happen I, yeah. and it's I, an industrial port town right possibly. and right and so i always saw that mobile had the potential to be in the, the kind of an austin of in the east of the Mississippi.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I mean, there's so much of our town that can either look like Europe or New Orleans or so many different areas. Um, we got a beach, we got, you know, one direction, you got a forest in the other, you know, and it's, it really is yeah, it's a very, decent opportunity. It's,
1: it's unique and it's an opportunity. I and mean, so, you know, well, I know that the city doesn't listen to this podcast. I mean, we only have four listeners and a Mothman. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm proud of our four listeners and the Mothman. <laughs> we love you guys. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, I think I think the mm-hmm. artist community here could, could could grow. That being said, our theater community is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the, the theaters here, uh, and I've in my experience with them, uh, have, and I directed a play this past summer. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I've, I've been really recently. I with hate it. that I couldn't be in there. I, I hate <laughs> that you couldn't be in it. It would have awesome <laughs> if you did been in. Um, the uh, but they work together and they're nice and they share stuff and it's not. You know, a lot of the times it gets you know, these especially with theaters, they get clickish. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you know, I'm in this, you know, this one. Right. You right. know, I don't do anything with that one. It's like but it's all art I'm looking for just good shows to either direct or be in. And yeah. so and so right. you go where the show's at. So yeah.
0: Well I mean and a half year audience is usually other actors from the other theaters when they come to see you. It's it's a real supportive. Thing. I love that.
1: And so I mean that's that's it's one of the advantages of so if you don't want to visit i always recommend i i recommend people always visit mobile for two reasons one birthplace of Mardi Gras. If you never explained it, it's mobile Mardi Gras. Right. you you got to <laughs> i understand new orleans you got you you it's got a whole thing new orleans is a thing and i understand that they've mobile. made it bigger and better i understand right. that too right yeah. and that's fine that's great it started here it yeah. started here in mobile and it, and there's there's a culture to it and it's something interesting to do also, our theater singer fan. It's fantastic. So I recommend mm-hmm. every time you know. Oh, and I've recently discovered from doing American Horror Story
0: uh, over there in New Orleans that uh, you bring that up, and they do get a little bitter. You they do. They get a little bit of a lemon face when you mention something. They're like, "Well, we started." And They're like, "Oh, well, we made
1: it bigger and better." Well, that's, fine. that's okay. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, good for you. And that's, and that's the way I look at it. I'm like, "Yeah, you did. You did make it better <laughs> and better." I, they also don't celebrate Joe Kane Day, so right, true, true. We do, and so Joe Kane's the guy who started Mardi Gras for us. Mm-hmm. And um, place in Arizona, I want to say Scottsdale does a Joe Day, Joe Kane Day too. Oh, I gotcha. And I found that on the internet, but you know, don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I may be wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying. Where were we? <laughs> theater community. All, theater. It's very supportive. Yeah. So it's, it's very it's yeah, come to Mobile. It's it's very very supportive. So Mardi Gras theater I, it's some of the great things that we have well, we also our downtown area is great we could give you music and mm-hmm. it's a good place so yeah. Um,
0: but yeah there's a, not to mention you know that one movie um, Rage opened up a, you know kind of a can of worms um, and some other movies started approaching here a couple of Bruce Willis movies got filmed here and then and everybody here just got starstruck we were all like man let's get in these movies let's do this you know and it's been, a, it's been an adventure, you know. I started off doing a little bit of stunt work in The Rage 1, and then I did a little bit of what's called special ability work in The Prince. And then in Vice... So what is special ability work? Uh, special ability is Hollywood's way of saying, we're going to make you do some stunts, but we're not going to pay you. Uh, not, <laughs> no, wait, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <clears throat> no, I mean... You now it never works again, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, no, special ability literally is like a step or two up from being like background actor. Um, But you may drive a car. You may have a gun in your hand. Um, You know, uh, the gun may be fake, but you may interact with the main character. Um, But you won't have lines or anything like that. But your character will be noticeable. Right. And, um, but, you know, they can't do stunts unless you're SAG-AFTRA, you know, and, um, you know, that's a much higher wage. But you do get paid a little bit extra, uh, uh, more than uh, extras do.
1: I guess you're building up your your sack credit anyway. And the more the more stuff you in, you're building up your credit for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was even told the stunt coordinator on the Prince and uh, Vice actually both suggested that to me. They're like, "What you've done in the movie Rage Alone, you know, if you drove the Mustang as fast as that, as they had you drive it, they said that may alone make you eligible." And I was like, kind of floored by that. But then I went to New Orleans to try to find out, and New Orleans closed their sack after office. Really? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, That's I should you check that you can check it online though. Okay. Yeah. It's uh you got to be you got to really do some in-depth reading. It's very convoluted. Yeah. And I think they do that on purpose to weed out the people who don't want to try.
1: Right? It's true. You know? And after a while the, the 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 more you work, the the, the you're just going to have to get it anyway cuz that's how mm-hmm. you get hired. I mean, after a while you are like, you know, you know, set, and the union's very very strict about how how all that stuff is handled and after a while you can only work so long as non-union. You're just going to have to be union. It's just how, you know, it's in the nature of the beast. Which is, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think it's a a good thing. Especially for for entertainers, you know
0: what I mean? Well, I've even had a stunt coordinator actually message me back just like three months ago asking if I ever became SAG. And I I was like, no, but
1: uh, do I need to? Do you got something in mind for me? And never heard back from them. I was like, no! (laughs) So what I want to suggest to you is I would go Mm. ahead and start looking into it. I mean, seriously, I would look and see if we can, if you can make that happen. Because I think that's your next step, so... Mm.
0: Definitely, because uh, even if I just—I uh, mean, I still want to act, but um, and I want to be what's called not a stunt man. I want to be a stunt performer, which right. they typically are in the scenes, and you right. can see their faces. And it's usually the, like the thugs that'll attack the big bad, the main right. guy, you know, that kind of stuff. Um,
1: maybe yeah. may even lead to a line, you know. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, for, so um, well, we can go a couple places with this. You want you want to talk about Rage a little bit, or do you want to tell your experiences on Rage, or do you want to just jump into just American Horror Story? Where do you want to go with this?
0: Um. <clears throat> well, we can go with American Horror Story.
1: Well, so, I mean, it's not an interview, so... <laughs> tell me about American Horror Story. What's, what's it like? Um, I'm all curious and whatnot. It's a smaller uh, production uh,
0: as far as the amount of people go. Um, now, there, there's a ton of money in this show. This is filled for 15 million viewers. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do something like Rage, um, I, I, for whatever reason, it went... So quick the DVD. I mean, it did hit like two hundred fifty th- major theaters, mm-hmm, but it did. Um, uh, but nobody really knew about it, unfortunately. Um,
1: so, but I mean, and and you know, it's amazing. I mean, and, and realistically, it's amazing. A a movie gets from script to development to 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 right, film, yeah. mm-hmm. and then there's another. And then there's another miracle that from film together to, to get seen either either VOD, you know, or. Um, of theater or, or, or Blu-ray or DVD I mean it, there's a process to this right. I mean there's so many scripts that are unfilmed and so many films that are, are not released or released later mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, so it's a you know it, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a, a collection of many miracles that any movie not just Raid but any yeah. movie makes it yeah. so I mean so you know you make you know it made 250 theaters it's cool to say that I've been in 250 theaters though, that's, right, right, that's and on heck, a DVD, and I'm you know? on a DVD, and so.
0: Well, but the funny thing is that I like I have like a minute, uh, like almost a full minute of me trying to kill Nicolas Cage in the movie, which is more than I did for American Horror Story. <laughs> but what's just funny is is that you're going to see me a lot more in American Horror Story because more people watch the show, right, right. It hits everyone's television, you know. I, I, you know, I'll have people still come up to me going, "Hey, look, I rented this movie called Rage recently. Are you, were you in that?" That I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." but it's funny
1: how people around here are like I I already forgot that it was filmed here right So this Nicholas Cage movie in Redbox. I don't know what about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Why does that look
0: familiar? <laughs> it, Did you live here? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that way. It looks like Theodore. Wait. All of a sudden, they're in downtown. Now all of a sudden, they're in Chickasaw. Oh,
1: I well, liked. Um, let's go back to Rage real quick because okay. I've seen it. Um, I like in Rage how they make how big they make Mobile look. They do. They make it look huge. like <laughs> I was like watching and watching them drive, and I'm like, those are streets. A are not connected to each no, other. <laughs> uh, uh-uh, not even close. The scene he's
0: got with his wife. Every time you... Or no, no, it's his daughter. Every time you look past him and you're looking outside, you realize, oh, okay, that's by the Spanish fort. Okay, wait, they're in Tillman's Corner? <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, and it bounces back so fast. It's, it's, it's amazing how mo- you know how they do that in yeah. Seamless. Yeah. And, you know, no one else knows, but, you know, locals will, will get a kick out of it because that's what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. you know, I, I, watch, I even watched I had to watch the movie twice, but I had to do it back back. First time I'm watching it, everything i am seeing, you know, I'm looking for Friends are in it right. or I'm looking about where they shot it. At. I'm not mm-hmm. even paying attention to the plot. <laughs> and I had to go back and watch it again and be like, all right, all right, all right, I'm seeing what's going on. Well, and, this is the first time I ever watched a movie where
0: I was rooting for the bad case because they're literally. <laughs> <laughs> all my friends you know and I'm like they all kind of go in this one bar and you know how in every movie like that and good guys taking them all out right and so I'm like oh they got Joe no Craig, duck duck
1: you know <laughs> <laughs> oh I got him too it's cool you just rewind and they're back a lot it's like they're a video yay! game they're good <laughs> well what's funny is also
0: how many times I also there's one guy Joe who's got the same look as me and they're like hey I love that scene where you were attacking the bar I was like oh that wasn't me that was Joe I just go thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: But he was using the same shotgun, so that's the funny part. That's how they identify, right? So we're basically looking for Nathan Smith action figures, rage action figures. With you and I have a, I have a bobblehead. Oh, that's cool! An American Horror Story bobblehead. Oh, that's awesome!
0: Somebody uh, close to me uh, had it custom made, and uh, it was uh, and presented to me for
1: Christmas. And I was like, <laughs> "What? Look at this! Nathan's already got merchandising." <laughs> Um, kids next Christmas you can get your own Nathan. <laughs> your own uh, lion tamer bobblehead yeah. from American Horror Story <laughs> yeah. mishka <laughs> yeah yeah mishka <laughs> mishka
0: well you know the, the tattoo I've got on my back it, repra- it, it uh, resembles a lion and so when the wardrobe lady saw that she was like I knew I was right you know <laughs> but um going back to Rage it was a lot of fun shooting the fully automatic shotgun um and that whole scene you know they've got squibs on the wall squibs um you know blow off chunks of the wall Mm -hmm. and they've also got guys behind us with aerosol rifles that were they aim to shoot to blow the bottles to pieces too so you've got me and this one guy and i've got this fully automatic shotgun and he's got an ak-47 and we're just ripping through this wall hoping that through the sheetrock we're just going to kill nicholas cage and um it's got this distinctive metal clang sound when it fires too but um so it was a lot of fun, and uh, but it was you know so much stuff comes flying at you. And like I said, it was really hot up there to film, but it's like you're just too into it to care. Oh yeah, you know, uh, and the safety, like the amount of safety that they do, like you you, woo, you even remotely put your hand on that finger when they're not ready to go, and they would <laughs> We got weapons hot, weapons hot, you know.
1: Like, I know what I'm doing here. That's why you guys hired me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about the aerosol guns, the shoot, yeah, the breaking break the glass. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you go back
0: and watch the scene, they uh, actually film it's two different views. You've got one right over our head, and then you've got one from the side. And they shot all of that at the same time. And um, so they purposely have the guy behind me with the AK 47 up because they wanted the shell casings to kind of come at the camera. Mm-hmm. They bring my shotgun down to my hip so i can let hit you know him be seen and uh and it's just really interesting how they did it well in the first in this in the last scene that you see me in i've got a pump action shotgun well the way i was holding the street sweeper so low to the bottom of the camera you can't tell it's a totally different gun because it crops off the you know the canister clip right and uh so it's like i was sitting there thinking man this is gonna look horrible I'm gonna go from shotgun to automatic to shotgun
1: again, but you can't tell. Yeah, actually, it's, it editing, editing's amazing. Exactly, <laughs> that's an art, man. Yeah. Editing is totally an art, um, and so that's that's very cool. So, were you surprised how small the production was for American Horror Story compared to everything else? Now, when I say small, um, <clears throat> it was actually still really
0: big. Right, right. You know, it's um, it's, a, it's
1: a it's a huge show. There's yeah. a lot of pieces to it, but.
0: But uh, I, I think when I, and what I mean by small is more like the, the social uh, aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, on the second day, the director was like, hey, Nathan, I need you to grab that sledgehammer. And I'm like, the director knows my game. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, it's me. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you get fired up. You're like, you want me to hit myself with it? What? Why? Why? But, um, you know, and it's like, I was talking to this other uh, this other kid who was playing one of the cops, and this is the first thing he had done, and so he's like, oh, I'm kind of nervous about to do it. And I'm like, I said, look, I know we're just background. I said, but you want to make this fun for yourself, bring the humanity, create a character around this cop that you are. And I'm like, the more you bring onto that set, the more you do for the director that they don't have to do, the more they're going to like you. And I'm like, push the borders of it. Do something they didn't tell you to do. Just don't take away from the main mm-hmm. characters. Um so they got in there and they gave all the cops this speech. They're like, Look, you guys think that they may have done something to one of your partners. You this is nineteen fifty two. As far as the world's concerned, Carnies are worse than segregation. They're 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 worse than, you know, the low lives of the low. Um, so you treat these people like crap. Like and you think they've killed one of your own, so now you're mad. So, they told all the cops, get in there and just wreck this place. When we say clear it all out, that's you guys' cue. So, I looked at the kid, I was like, you know, get rough if you want to. Push me over, you know, no, you know, just do something. You know, we'll, we'll go with it and see what happens. So, he gets overzealous and he clubs me in the back of the knee with a nightstick. stick. <laughs> 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 but I go with it because it's like, you know, I was like, I'll do stunts. Bam! Oh, you know, and I looked at him with my sledgehammer, I'm like, I will. You know, and so he kicks the sledgehammer out of my hand, and that's when my character I decided, I'll submit, I'll submit. Uh, um, the director actually walks up to us, and I'm like, oh <laughs> <laughs> We might have gone a little too far. <laughs> He's like, I love what you guys did. He said, but next time when he hits you, you're not mad at him, you're not ready to kill him. You're more concerned with your Carney family. Okay, the freak show right there, the freak's characters, I want you to be more concerned with them. We're going to start the camera off on Nathan. I was like... I looked at the kid, and he was like,
1: what? I, was like, <laughs> I
0: high-fived him, you know, and we were like, yeah, that's awesome. Unfortunately, they didn't use it.
1: Oh, but yeah.
0: it was still it was still yeah, a right, great experience. You might
1: end up on the, the Blu-ray, the, the latest scene section. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you know, they've got extended versions of the show. I mean, the same thing happened. I had a scene with Jessica Lange. She walked up. She, she's like, are you going to be really smoking that cigarette? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're going to have me light it up. She's like, good. She snatches it from me and walks away. Well, I didn't realize they were rehearsing. So the director's watching all of this, and I just hear the director yell out, I love it! Let's do that! So she walks up. She gives me my cigarette back. She's like, okay, we're not going to use your cigarettes. We're going to use mine. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So they have a device, right, that you put a cigarette in. It inhales, and they light the cigarette so it doesn't have to touch anybody's lips. Oh, that's neat. And they do it over and over again, so we ha- it looks like I have the same cigarette right. in my hand. Um, and so I'm supposed to and they're like Nathan don't put that in your mouth because this is for Jessica Lang. I was like oh, okay and I just kind of looked at her joking around I was like you don't want this to touch my lips (laughs) and she just kind of gives me this grin and just like (laughs) smiles and I was like okay she's fun um so yeah, we do that take and I dropped it the first time. Everybody's like, Oh Nathan, the other extras are like messing with me and I'm like, Shut up <laughs> So uh you know, the next four takes we do it flawlessly. She just snatches it right out of my hand, she takes a drag of it, she throws it on the ground like, Yep, I did that 'cause I could. <laughs> you know, and I look back and I'm like, Oh man, it's crap, you know. So anyway, we were all excited about it. Everybody's like, I'm gonna see your cigarette scene. In the show, all you see is the you see me in the very background. and You just see
1: her walking past, oh. and I was like, "Man, that was gonna be cool." But <laughs> that's part of it. That's... Yeah, exactly. But you got this story, this this great story, and like I said, it you never know. It'll it's that footage exists somewhere. Yeah, yeah, especially I mean now in the digital age, they yeah you know, there's mm-hmm. the cutting room floor is such a different. Yeah, you, know, you don't lose
0: stuff anymore. Right. Exactly. And so, um, but even not on, not even stuff that you had to worry about filming. There's just certain experiences that were just amazing. Michael Chicklis is a drummer and a singer, and, and on the side, mm-hmm. it's something that he loved to do. And so one day we were just sitting in there, and it was so hot that they put all of us together because they wanted the air conditioning units to keep us cool. And me and him just struck up this conversation about music, and he's just next thing you know he's letting me listening to his songs. You know, and there's some guys next to us that were trying to fit in. So they're like, oh, hey, this sounds kind of like Def Leppard. And me and Mike look at him and... Oh, hold on real hey, quick. What? I can say...
1: So, so you're sitting there with the thing.
0: Yes, the thing. <laughs> you're sitting there
1: for the thing. And <laughs> the thing's like, yeah, I, I got a band. When you hear some of my songs? <laughs> right, i totally. yeah, like, totally. Yeah, totally, Whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well he was already listening to it. Yeah, no, and, uh, no, But you know, yeah, it's funny to imagine though. Like here's the commish. Going. Yeah, the commish is here. <laughs> i like to rock out.
1: Or John Belushi and Wired. Right? Yeah. Uh I didn't watch The Shield. I'm sorry. I but I know he's in that too. So yeah. Well you know I'm familiar he... with his work. <laughs> it was in that superhero show on ABC too. Um oh, I can't remember what it was, it lasted a season or two? But it was on a superhero show on, on ABC. Huh, okay. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, uh, the one thing you don't make the mistake of, and this is what I try not to do with the actors, I don't try to automatically assume I know what show they're from, so I let them tell me. Right. Because in that same conversation with Michael Chiklis, we're sitting there and I'm like, hey, that looks, that sounds like Bonham. And he's like, that's my homage to Bonham, yeah. I and mean, all of a sudden we're bonding. So the, as other extra comes up and out of nowhere it was just like, hey man, I loved you in Under the Dome. And I look at him like wrong actor,
1: <laughs> wrong actor. <laughs>
0: you're, you know, that's before I could even say it. Michael Chiklis goes, "You're thinking of Dean Norris, aren't you?" He's like,
1: "You're a baldist, aren't you?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're a baldist." <laughs> if um if you don't because you can't hear this from this podcast, right? Uh, uh, Nathan is uh, I'm bald. He's bald. he's bald. He's bald. <laughs> he doesn't have hair. <laughs> And here here I am I've got the, the long native American thing going for me so it's yeah, like you got those rock locks going I do on. got the rock locks um, <laughs> I started this last November so i haven't had a, a real haircut in almost over a year now right. and so I got really long after the summer and now we're talking about hair Yay. and um there's uh, my so doll the, my face there's this great um lady she does volu- she volunteers at, she's an alumni from the school and she volunteers at the school and she's you know she's she's wonderful, mm-hmm. and everyone knows her as Mama Howard. Okay, That she's, she's that that Mama Howard kind of thing. Right. And so Mama Howard comes up to me, and you know I've been there four years now, and this is the first year she's got my name right. <laughs> and she grabs my arm and she says uh, Scott because she doesn't do Scotty Scott, look. but close enough I'll take it. And she grabs my arm and she looks and she goes, you look just like Jesus. <laughs> so I've been going around like Fat Jesus for a while. So. <laughs> That's nice. So, so you know, if there's anyone out there trying to cast a fat Jesus, I would be excellent. <laughs> anyway, back right to you. Oh,
0: <laughs> what about <it>? you. <laughs> um, you know, well, this, you know, there, there's just there was, you know, I did it for six months, once or twice a week, driving over to New Orleans to do the show, and uh, you know, it was just amazing every time. Like, I don't remember any bad. Ex- like when I first met Kathy Bates, uh, she she didn't talk. <laughs> uh she she seemed like she was in a bad mood so i was like i got out of her way well i mean all it really turned out to be is we were filming in august it's there again you're in the middle of a, in like we're next to a swamp right yeah in louisiana it's hot oh yeah so you know you know she started probably focusing on that weird accent she's gotten got. <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean yeah it's like a main or an upper upper uh, something <laughs> yeah no i mean it's a real accent i mean i believe it i mean yeah. i'm
1: not discounting i'm just like she started talking and i was like and what planet is she from? He asked what everybody says, and I had
0: to explain it to him. I'm like, oh, this is like she's like on that verge of not Minnesota, but it's like almost that Maine kind of you right. Know, in, you can't believe what you're thinking. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but um, so you know, I mean, yeah, she turned around and sat down next to a friend of mine um, and like introduced herself, like, "Hi, I'm Kathy." You know, and he had to fight theorists to be like, I know who you are. He <laughs> won an Oscar. Sweet. I'm
1: familiar with your work. <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, you know, but
0: she's super sweet and just sat there and talked with him for a while and I was sitting there messing with him I was like, yeah, she's trying to hook up with you, just kidding. But, um, the, uh, Evan Peters, uh, super cool guy. We had a couple of scenes where you know we're saying, and he's trying to like he, he he's like, man, I, my breath stinks. I need some gum, and he's trying to pull out this thing of like you know chiclets out of his thing, and he's got the the hands, the process. Yeah, he's got the lobster hands. And he can't. And he looks at me. He's like, "Would you?" I'm like, "Yeah, no problem, man." I said, "Can I steal one though? I want some gum too." He's like, "Yeah." He's <laughs> like, "You know, I'm not gonna stop you with these." <laughs> um, you know Emma uh, uh, Roberts, who was pretty cool. I didn't actually even know who she was when I started the show. i right. was like, yeah, that's Julia Roberts. You know, and I was like, oh okay. Um, who else? Angela Bassett is like incredibly nice. She's like always got a lot of energy. Jessica Lang herself has got like this almost childlike wonderlust. She sat there and just looks at the uh, you know, the scenes and like the whole tent compound that we have right. with, like a kid. She's just got this like wonder in her eyes, you know, and she's constantly taking pictures, and she's like, she had all of us carnies, like, grouped together, she's like, you guys look fabulous, and just took pictures of us. Is
1: that, is that the picture on,
0: on, on your Facebook page of, of uh, that scene? Same... No, that one, the guy in the middle, Matt Frazier, who
1: plays the illustrated seal, he actually wanted that picture. That's a good picture. It and, is. And I, and I probably, that's probably the picture I'm going to use for this podcast, okay. on, at the yeah. bottom of it, so at the, the, the least... The um, our audience can actually see it though, but I'll, I'll, I'll post some scenes to to, to I'll, okay. I'll post some stuff too to go to go along, so people can find you. Well, but I, I
0: kind of... photoshopped it into the sepia tone, and
1: I put the scratch. It looks really nice. Really and, um, yeah, and yeah, I sent it
0: back to Matt, and he was like, "Can I post
1: this?" I was like, "Please." <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a good segue, and we we can get back to American Horror whenever. Okay. but but um, you know, you do graphic design, and, and you're a talented artists. I oh, uh, think yeah, you. and so. Um, uh, I know our listeners are familiar with Inverse Press, because we do ads for them, they, and they sponsor uh, <laughs> the weekly podcast. Yeah. and so com. so you do uh, the Last Horseman? I did Last Ride for oh, a Horseman, horseman Thank you I'm the artist for that book, yes. Well, Kevin, so talk about that. Okay. Plug that book. <clears throat>
0: Plugging it. Uh, I'm in the middle of the second issue. It's uh, kind of a uh, Four Horsemen, but sort of reduced down to one Western-style or steampunk-style uh, town. Uh, the first book is how the uh, the main characters are having to deal with basically the semblance of famine, mm-hmm. and we created him in the form of, of the Plowman, and I kind of put this giant cybernetic scythe on the uh, edge of his arms, and he's ruining the crops and the livestock, and that's you know causing the hunger in the town. Um, and then the main character Cager, who's very, eh, I guess a modern day version of a Clint Eastwood sort of guy. He he's, he smokes his cigars, he's fast on the draw uh you can't tell if he's a good guy he's only got that unscrupulous kind of thing going on you know uh is he getting paid is he doing the right thing you don't know um anyway i was really happy with uh we were all real happy with the way that turned out gavin michelle does the color for the inside of the book uh amazing uh artist as well um now i'm in the middle of drawing the second one which is based off of pestilence uh we call we just simply call him the writer um but he comes in kind of like a snake oil salesman. Mm-hmm. You don't know if he's causing the disease or if he's trying to cure it. And then this whole it's a uh, it's a lot. It's even more morbid. I got to give it to Kevin on the writing for this one. There is even a couple of scenes as I'm reading before I go to
1: do the artwork that I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, Kevin goes with I mean, him. Yeah, Kevin's Kevin's a very talented writer, and I've I'm, I'm, I'm been a fan of his stuff before. He, I always reading his stuff for he's publishing and uh he's a uh, he's very very talented he's a very cool guy yeah. so i'm glad you guys hooked up and then doing this book together i'm glad I'm glad inverse press is going the direction it's going yeah yeah
0: i mean i helped him get the artist rando Dixon. And oh yeah they, rando's, rando's they work great. On the absentee and you know. which
1: is uh, their next kickstarter so uh, we mm-hmm. we've done um we've done ads for road kid du Jour, and we've done ads for um the absentee when the, your Kickstarter, because the, they do. If you're not familiar with Inverse, Inverse does Kickstarters for each one of their issues to to help to help get, get their issues out. And um, so I'll do a we'll we'll do a we'll do a, a cool. really cool production ad for like mm-hmm. a, like a kind like a movie trailer for 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 that. So yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> awesome. Well, what's funny is how
0: uh, and to uh, combine this conversation is, is it's. Kevin treated the Kickstarter campaign for the first book almost like a movie. What he did was he said, you know, on the rewards tiers, he said, um, you know, if you want to be an extra in the next book. And I would actually draw, they would send in a picture and I would draw him, that person in, in, you know, or like if you did this tier, you could have a speaking line. Mm -hmm. And if you did this tier, you could be a a repeated character in the next couple of books. And he treated it like a movie.
1: For Eyes of the Hurricane, I bought bought the the tier to, to... To be in that, so I'm actually. And so if you know, if you go into press and, and you want to see me, I'm holding a ukulele and I'm really, really tiny, and, <laughs> and I'm there so. You were an extra in I'm, a comic I, book. I'm an extra in a comic book. <laughs> oh, goals, man, goals.
0: Hey, but there's something that's just awesome I mean, about yes, it's it. It's cool. Yeah, you know, something different. I mean, who else can say that? So well, something else we did for the Kickstarter campaign was is I drew a picture of the of the of uh, the plowman chopping an anonymous head off like there was no there i left that blank but you could see where the body had been sliced and so what we did is we put that on the cover of the alternate version of the comic book and so when people did a certain tier of the kickstarter campaign they would send me a picture i would draw their face in that area like it was their head that just got lopped off and we would send it to them and people loved that it's, it's fun stuff and I did the same thing with, uh, I actually did a picture like that with Twisty the Clown from American Horror Story. And at the last convention I went to, I left the areas blank. People would give me their picture and I would draw their head being held
1: up by Twisty the Clown. <laughs> and people loved it, you know. Very, very, very cool. Um, I don't know if you remember, but you did a piece for me for uh, a film I did uh, The 2012. I did, a. Uh, I had uh, Mogul, talk about our great arts community here, we do... Uh, <laughs> they do film scrambles here. And so I did a film scramble and it was the, the film scramble was all silent. Mm-hmm. What they did was, you know, we could make whatever we wanted to make and then they would do, um, they would team us up with musicians who would score it. So we, oh, did, gotcha. no sound, no dialogue and they would score this. And so I did this one called Internuncia, which is um, the messenger in Latin. But uh, you drew um, our, our good friend Aaron Thompson. Aaron, you yes, did, I did, did, that, did, did, You that. And so, I uh, put some really cool Weird text with it, and it mm-hmm. became this weird wanted poster. But, uh, I, yeah, yeah, so, um, you can actually see some of his artwork that way, too. It's, uh, it's good stuff. And so, yeah. you're very, very talented. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um,
0: let's see. What's <laughs> what else is going on with you? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, no, I mean, like, like I said, I did American Horror Story for six months. I could go on and on about oh, that one. Right, so hey, so just talk however, whatever, man. Just, you know, I like your show. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just
1: guiding it. I'm just, I mean, let's say we've, We've gone thirty eight minutes. We can keep going. So, we, oh, okay. It's like we don't really have a time limit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's the internet. Is people are listening or they're not? <laughs> I'm hoping they are.
0: <laughs> well, Awesome. Um, uh, all of the freak show actors uh, became my favorite. Like a lot of people are like, I want to meet this celebrity. I want to meet this celebrity. I'm like, you know what? I want to I want to hang with Matt Fraser. Uh, you know, the Illustrated Seal. He's Super super cool guy. Um, uh, you know he's he's from London and he's well, actually uh, just England. I'll just say England. I don't know if he's actually from.
1: Yeah, you don't piss him off. Either. But right, right. Sorry, my bloody <laughs> Waker. Right.
0: No, he's a uh, you know, and you know, in in Europe, there's a different personal space between people when they talk. It's a lot more close and a lot mm-hmm. more intimate than it is in America. And so whenever he's he's talking yeah, to you, yeah, he's yeah. right up here in your face. He's yeah, actually
1: if, if you could see us talking, we're actually in three separate rooms away from each other. Yeah, and, and <laughs> and there's two different <laughs> microphones. Oh, we're on the couch. It's very Intimate,
0: intimate. my hand is on his knee. Oh, and so, but uh, but Matt is uh, he is like charisma incarnate. Mm -hmm. So, when you're talking to him, you don't care that he's inches from your face, right? You're just like, I don't just say whatever you're gonna say, dude. You're just awesome. Um, then there's like uh, Rose Siggins who plays legless Susie. Um, she's a mom of two, uh, and uh, her daughter is the same age as my son, and the daughter would come and hang out with us when she was on scene. Completely unsupervised. And we just inducted her as a carney. And she would come over and like we would, have, we would have fun. We I would make a joke. I was like, hey, Shelby, you want to play bowling for carnies? And she'd <laughs> grab her soccer ball and all the carnies would line up like pins. And she'd just bowl us down. And this all happens in between scenes when we're waiting. Because um, a lot of movie making is waiting. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's hurry up and wait. Hurry up uh, and wait. Hurry <laughs> up and wait.
1: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we learned that one from the hard way of actually making stuff. It's like... Yeah, there's a lot of lot of setup involved Mm -hmm. in this. It's not. Yeah, you can't.
0: We shouldn't have our actors uh, there at the same time we're there. Right. So they they won't be on for another hour. hour. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Call times. We have to
1: learn all about call times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know how it happens is how you learn.
0: True. Um, Let's see, Erica, who plays Amazon Eve on the show, Mm -hmm. is uh, is a is a. wellspring of uh knowledge. She just loves like telling you what she you know this is how I got ready for this part. This is, you know um and she's six foot eight and uh so it's like, you know, you're always looking up even because you're sitting down, if you want to talk <laughs> to her, you're looking up to her. Um but she's a lot of fun. Um Naomi Grossman and uh who plays one of the uh, the pinheads.
1: Uh her character's name is Pepper in there. And Christopher, yeah, Pepper was from um the second season Se- second season Asylum yeah that's where we first met Pepper yep
0: and they um, and then there's Salty who's played by Christopher uh, which I rec- I knew I recognized him the first day I saw him and then I IMD beat him and I was like you know what he looks like he would be a great Ferengi on Star Trek and I was right he's oh, already played <laughs> a Ferengi, Ferengi observer, that's yeah. cool um so, but, uh, you know, they're very cool. And then uh, I got to meet uh, um, Drew. Uh, he plays Toulouse. He's uh, one of the little people on the show. He's got the cool little French mustache. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at first when I met him, I was like, well, he doesn't seem to want to talk to you. But he was just shy. Right. And so we busted out that that uh, layer. He was like, he, you know, he's cool as hell. I love talking to him. Maybe one time I'll, I'll show you this video we've got of him just running out of the main tent with this jar and he jumps up on the stool, and just does this Superman lead, <laughs> and he just smashes it over one of the PA's heads. And, uh, <laughs> and he just, uh and they've got this like rap song going around, you know, on his, you know, and uh it's just it's hilarious to watch because he just breaks he just shatters the thing and they do stuff like that in the background when they're just kinda you know, right. screwing off and having fun. Um then there's uh I'm a wiggles. Who is played by uh, Chrissy Metz? Um, and she's awesome. We've gotten to be really good, for, really close. And uh, let's see who else. And she's awesome singer. She's also working on her uh, uh singing in the background, kind of taking, trying to get into that uh, field.
1: Oh, that's very cool. Very yeah. very
0: cool. Um, as far as uh, I gotta be missing something because they had because they had a ton of freaks. Oh, Meeps. Meeps was played by uh, Ben Wolf. Uh, he's also an incredibly uh fun guy. Um there are scenes when his character is supposed to be getting arrested and mm-hmm. nobody else is looking and he's in the back window acting like, you know, he's suffocating in the car. Right. and I'm the only one that sees this
1: and I'm d uh, I'm laughing and nobody
0: else is like, What's your problem?
1: Well, real quick about Meeps. Um Meeps was a favorite in the, the network, I'll say that. Um one of the um one of our uh, lovely she's a guest host, I guess. Well, she's our bar witch for the Bros, booze, and movie show we do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you're not familiar with the show, we do, you know, we, I get friends together, we watch. We're to be bad movies, but now we're just watching movies I like. So if it's bad, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> and then we do a cocktail with it, or or you know some, some kind of drink with it, and so you know, we have our bar which you do that, and my bar which is having a tough time with watching American Horror Story because of what, you know, spoiler alert, happens to Meeps. Oh, wait, which... and we might be thinking of two different characters. Oh. oh.
0: You might be thinking Ma Petite. Ma...
1: No, the, I thought, then who? Ma, yeah.
0: Ma Petite is the two-foot um, woman, uh, the smallest woman in the world. Yeah, but we're, um... talk... we're talking about, no, no, no. We're okay, talking... okay, you're we're right. Talking right. We're talking about Meeps. We're talking about Meeps. Okay,
1: memes. at the beginning. Yeah. At the beginning, because we... the little bird guy, you yeah, 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 Meeps, yeah, Meeps. Yeah, yeah, right? And what happens to yeah, spoil, spoiler alert! It's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh. and so she, and so it's like you know, I guess third, fourth episode. She's like, I don't know if I can watch the show anymore. I just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm crying over. Me. <laughs> yeah. So, so Nick's has a fan.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Well, it's funny because we filmed for like a month with him, and like probably several weeks of those scenes that we did with him, and it was amazing to see what happened to his character and how. Uh, I just i'm just going to say short lived. Yeah. Uh it yeah. was. And like so, I said
1: it's not pleasant.
0: <laughs> well, and then, you know, and then there's my petite who is another joy yeah. to meet. Um she's, you know, she's from India, East India. Yeah, she's the and, smallest uh, woman in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, you can google her. Uh, her name is Jyoti. Um and uh she doesn't speak that much English, so it, that's a challenge, but um but she has the you know, this cutest little voice when you're talking to her, you know, but she doesn't want to ever be held by it like a baby. Right, right. yeah. You know, she a she's woman. <laughs> um, right, exactly. She's, she she turned twenty one during the course of the show. Oh, okay. And they had this big old birthday party for her and it was awesome. But yeah, super sweet. We had a scene together where she's supposed to be making these tiny little pies. And she couldn't hear the director or understand him, so he was trying to get her to All right, roll the dough. Roll the dough, Jody. And uh so I turned around and turned to her because I was right next to her and I'm like, okay, look. I'm going to wash this, you know, vegetable in this bin here. When she sees me do that, just tell her that's her cute because when he says action, that's how I'm going to start. Well, we also have these free-range chickens. So they tether these little cords to them, right? So they can't get past a certain range, but it still looks like they're roaming free. <laughs> well, S- one pot- semi-free range. Right. Chickens. It's like, you know, nobody <laughs> knows. But- <laughs> So one right. actually has just enough length on his uh, tether to get up on the table with
1: me, but it just pops a squat and just hangs out. We should do a comic together. We should do We should do about Hollywood chickens. The Hollywood chickens, <laughs> yes. They're like, I hate my
0: job. <laughs> and so, at least I'm not in KFC. <laughs> oh, no, we named them all, too. We, the one in front of me, we named them original recipe. <laughs> we named some of the other. We're like, that's spicy over there. You know, the animal handlers were cracking up at it. We're like, hey, what's going on, crunchy? <laughs> And so, uh, at this moment, I realized, I'm like, Jonah doesn't realize this is a real chicken. She's two foot tall. Yeah. I better say something. So I turn around, and I told the translator about the action scene. And she looks over at me, and she says, you know, thank you and, um, uh, for that. And then I say, oh, you also might want to let her know that the chicken in front of me is real. Just let her know that it can't go any further than it is right now. So it is not dangerous, okay? Okay, But I just want her to
1: be aware. Being two foot tall, a chicken is huge.
0: Well, that's what I said. And I say this to the translator, and he goes to tell her, and her eyes get big as plates. (laughs) She leans back. We thought she was going to fall off her little stool that she had. And it's like, you know, and I realized that to a two foot woman, uh, that's a grizzly bear with a beak, you know? (laughs) Wow, that's
1: something you never think about. Right. Right, that's
0: interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, if, you know, size-wise, if I was two foot tall, your average human would be like 18 foot tall, you know, to think about it, like, my God. So, but anyway, she's just as sweet as she can be uh, at the rap party. She was, out, uh, you know, she, her and Erica, the tallest character on the show, with the smallest character on the show, they're out on the dance floor, <laughs> kicking it up with everybody, and that was
1: a blast. That's cool. That's a... That's a picture out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's very, very cool. Um,
0: what else? I mean, I've done a movie called Assassin's Fury. Uh, played two different characters on there. One was just a security guard that I get knocked out. And then one was a hitman where I not only get um, stabbed, but then my neck broken because apparently she didn't finish the job. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah the,
1: the breaking necks. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> uh,
0: I believe, uh, and. Oh, I got to meet Mark Rolston on that set. Too. Okay, cool. Uh, and for those who don't know, in the Aliens movie, he played Drake, one of the railgun
1: handlers. Yeah, he's the one of the smart gun analysts, be correct. And he's also smart gun. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I thought it was railgun. Sorry, it's a smart gun. Um, well, why also... it's a smart gun, but that's what they call him.
0: Yeah, he uh, he's also in Shawshank Redemption. Redemption yeah, mm-hmm. um, he was
1: really really naughty in the
0: Shawshank. Yeah, Redemption. he was. He even talked about that scene with me, and he was telling me about how um, Tim Robbins at first was quite. Nervous <laughs> not doing that scene <laughs> for anyone who's seen Shawshank, you may know why. But, um, uh, that was a, was, a, was a smaller budget film, but that was a really good uh group of people to work with. And you know, they because they weren't really paying us that much, we got a lot more leeway, we had to have a little more fun, and they were cool about it. And it and it, and it acts um as sort of a credit that helps because it was a sag film, right? So it may, you know, oh, may yeah, help oh, out. yeah, um. I was in Convergence, uh, that was uh, made by Drew Hall, a, a local director, um, but uh, he was using McAute Williamson and Evan, uh, not, oops, sorry, I almost said Evan Peters, uh, Ethan Embry on um, that one, and, um, and I didn't even realize it was Ethan Embry when I was talking to him, because he looks like I do right now. Right. He was bald with a full beard, <laughs> and uh, in any of the movies that Ethan Embry is in, he's usually clean shaven, he's got a full head of hair, and he's a, he's kinda, he's a pretty guy. And uh, so I was like, I didn't realize it until the next day that the makeup girl posted on Facebook hanging out with Ethan Embry and I'm like, that's that guy I was talking to. (gasps) (laughs) Wait! (laughs) So, um, that was fun. Uh, Let's see. Recently got to do uh, Bus 657. That's Robert De Niro movie. Right. I got to play cop though with a beard, so that's kind of weird. But <laughs> well, there's bearded cops. No, it's against regulations. You're not supposed to have uh, the only facial hair uh, cop is allowed is to have a mustache.
1: In and... this world, they can have cop. Beard. Well, I man, hey, if GI <laughs> Joes can have full beards, and yeah, yeah, well, there was special <laughs> <all> farthings. <laughs> I don't know how special. <laughs> um, uh, Terminator Genesis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You did that. You you were a uh, cop in that. I was a cop there,
0: and uh, I was also a state trooper. Uh, and technically, I turned around and I got turned into a three dimensional character. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, that's. Uh, you were telling me that over the summer that you got, got. Yeah. T- explain that to me. I didn't... Well, it was weird because we had just been filming
0: all day long out in the heat. We've got the scene where we're coming up on them in the bridge, and um, and they had me and only three other cops. Everybody else got to be like ten foot in on the characters. We're the only ones that got chose to run a hundred feet in on the scene, right. and we got to hurdle over that little uh, that little uh, thing that they lay out to flatten the tires with all the nails in it. So we, and we have to hurdle that every time. And we get up on them and we pull the guns. And so, they, you know, I'm hoping it's a really good pan shot of us doing that because we did that take like 20 times. Yeah, hopefully that's not cut. Because <laughs> out in the heat and running that far and that costume with all the police gear, we were sweating. Oh, my God, it was ridiculous. And then it got to the where we were losing light. So every time we got back to our first position, they would yell, Action! And they wanted us to run back to the first position. They were like, we're in a hurry. Get back to position one as fast as possible. So we get back there and we're like, ah, ah. they go, action. Oh, God. <laughs> we go running back to Arnold Schwarzenegger and the rest of them and pull our guns on them. But at the end of that day, you know, the amazing thing is, is on set, I, the energy comes from nowhere. I mean, oh, I, yeah. it, it, and so they're like, oh, we've still got one last thing we're going to do with you guys. We're going to take some VX photos. And everybody's looking at each other like, VX photos. And I'm like, holy crap are you guys going to turn us into 3D characters? And the guy didn't answer me. He just smirked and walked away. So I was like, huh. So we get over there, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, that's what they do in video games, man. They rotate the person around, and they turn you into a three-dimensional character. It's called VX Photos. And they were like, whoa. So we get in there, and I asked the photographer, and he's like, that's exactly what we're doing. And there's the disc in the middle of the floor, that they do the 11-point turns. Right. You stand on the disc, they take the picture, they turn you. you got to pose a certain way with your hands out to the sides to a degree. And then when you get to those sideways, you've got to lift your hands so they can you know, picture right. you under your ribs. And then... um. So, yeah, they turn around and while we're, you know, there's 10 of us that they chose to do that with. And I'm sitting there just asking the guy questions. We're joking. And I'm like, so wait, you can crisscross, you know, features on us, right? And he's like, yeah, I can make you a black man if you want.
1: I was like, sweet. He's like, can you give me hair? (laughs) He's like, I can put your head on his body. We can do all sorts Uh, of stuff. (laughs) So it's going to be funny. So uh, I can't wait. All right, first of all, I'm going to be honest. When I heard they were making this movie, I wasn't that excited mm-hmm. because I'm a huge Terminator fan. Right. I mean, '84 saw the first one, and then '91 and I saw the second one, and then uh, there was a lull between the third one. I remember, I remember waiting for the trailer for the third one when I was working at the old Game Store, Ground Zero. Mm-hmm. It was like it's nine o'clock you know, our time or whatever they were going to release a trailer, and I'm I'm refreshing this old computer trying to like I can't <laughs> really watch this amazing trailer, see a movie that's not nearly as good right. as a trailer. And then, same thing for Salvation. The mm-hmm. trailer looks amazing. I can't wait to see Christian, you know, Batman is John Connors. <laughs> right? And it's not. And so, see the trailer for Genesis, though. Mm-hmm. I love the idea behind it. Yeah. I like the direction that they they took it. Mm-hmm. I like, I, uh, I, I got questions I can't wait to get answered. Because... Um, to me, it looks like the beginning happens in '84, right? But in the there's some scenes that I, were the flat screens, and I'm like that's mm-hmm. present day, and I hope they do some more time I'm really crazy excited this, about that. This is almost like this is a paradox started from the original movies. Right, things were done. Something happened. Right, and I like I like that idea mm-hmm. of what they've done with that, and so I am once again fool me three times. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be a fantastic film, though. I really, really think this is a I think the the cast they've got in it is is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Jai Courtney plays the new um da, uh, Reese Yeah, character, Reese character and
0: then um Oh Which is oh. a fine replacement for Michael Bean, Alabama boy. Right. Um <laughs> uh okay. Come on come on, Brain. She plays uh the mother of dragons in Game of Thrones. Uh yeah. Courtney No. Not Jai Courtney. Courtney is her first name. <laughs> no? All right. I feel bad. That's anyway. okay. <laughs> so I knew it. Just like
1: Daenerys Tyrion on Game of Thrones, and that's fine. And, and she's playing Sarah, the new Sarah
0: Connor. She is the new Sarah Connor, and uh, so she does an amazing which job. Which
1: is which is great. I'm trying to. I, I need to do a petition to get uh, Linda Hamilton on Game of Thrones because that will be three Sarah Connors on Game of Thrones. Who was that? Uh, 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 the the uh, one from uh, the series? The one from the series is on it. one does she, what is she uh, uh, She's um. Um, she's uh Joffrey's mom. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I uh, unfortunately I didn't want to. I don't have an IMDB handy. I would yeah. I'll be I'll be, be so forgive me for that. But yeah, that's so that's her Emily Clark. Emily Yeah, Emily Clark that's, Emily Clark Starcraft. and uh what is it? it? starts with an L. Uh uh how Leo Link, something. Yeah. Her is that she's um uh, she's um uh, the other one. She was one of the she Star Conference series. Yeah. Which I just got on Blu-ray for Christmas. I can't wait to watch again. Awesome. That show's great. That's so underrated. I, I wish Josh Friedman would have been able to do a third series or yeah. stuff, comic or a book or something because it ends on a cliffhanger that mm-hmm. just sucks. You're like, this is going to be a great show, and Fox is like, no, it's not. No. <laughs> well, even
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, really cool. Like he ate in the lunchbox with us. You know. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and like he was walking around in his robe and had a cigar, and he was passing by this motorcycle, and he's sort of like. They sell nice bike. They <laughs> like the bike, you know. And I was uh, as a horrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, but um, and
1: he is such a daunting figure, mm-hmm. especially for us. You and I are close to the same age, so you know when we think action film, that's the first thought we have. Yeah. We have yeah. we have the Terminator, or him as Commando, mm. or him fighting the Predator. I mean, that's Or Conan. Or Conan. You know, I mean, yeah. right? This this is a this is a, a giant male figure in our childhood. I mean, mm-hmm. This is like, you know, this is the man's man. Yeah, you have Stallone, but Stallone doesn't have the range that Schwarzenegger played. You know, right. Schwarzenegger plays this uh, this long thing of sci-fi fantasy. And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, you have that, plus he was the governor of California for eight years and you've right. got that going for him. And he's just, <laughs> he's so iconic. And, and I, I
0: just, and the fact that he's jumped back into it, got in the shape he's got in. For, oh yeah. For a man, uh, you know, who's, his age I'm just gonna say that and uh yeah you know but it he looks good for his age too he looks great I mean I know what he had to do to get back into that shape right a lot of hard work um it gets much harder as we get older I know <laughs> <laughs> um but you know also JK Simmons is in the movie he plays yeah. a detective in the movie and uh, he's a super cool guy to keep his energy up in between scenes he'll just he'll hit the floor and just do push-ups you <laughs> know, cool. and it's like, and I've just recently seen the movie Whiplash. Right, like he does an amazing job and um, and I hope he gets some sort of award for that. He needs to be a, nom- a nominated for it big time. Um, but in that movie, in Whiplash, you can see his arms. You can see where it's all come from, you know, because like as Joe Jim and Joe Jimison, whatever. Joe Jam Jameson. Yeah, from Spider Man. Yeah. You know, you you never know if he's built or what he's like, but I mean, and he's got such a distinctive voice.
1: So. Oh my! My first memory of him is in Oz.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Most you know, people's are
1: so. yeah, because cause, uh, cause he's, and a lot of people forgot. Oz is kind of getting quietly forgotten. It's, it is yeah, and it's a great show. Um, hard to watch though. It's like yeah, it's HBO was really you know proven to where they're going to be as a as a whole mm. of a series. Because I mean, I mean, The Sopranos were not nearly as rough as what. Right. Oz was I mean Oz was like real. And it was like Oz you know you don't need to scare straight you need Oz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You right. now you now belong to him with a swastika burn on your ass. Right. That's what you get. You don't I'm have like, I'm not
0: going to prison. Well, Oz is, yeah. <laughs> Oz is the new black? No. No, not, I'm not going to prison. <laughs> no, not, not me. <laughs> um but let's see what else um <laughs> I mean American horror stories pretty much
1: encompassed so much of it oh, well, for that's me. That's fine. I but, mean, I mean, um, it's a I mean, it's a cool experience you have though. I mean, yeah. and, and that's the reason I kinda of wanted you on the show is it's an experience that not everyone gets and so it's not just you know, you, you went over some technical stuff which was great, but I love the antidotes. I mean this this the, the it's real. Yeah. And you know and you know, as a storyteller, I love stories. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the reason for this podcast is just tell a story. This is yeah. You know, and so, you know, it's really cool that you've, you've, you've had that spirit. Plus, it's really cool that you got to share with me and, and everyone else who listened. And, um, it's, 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 you know, it's a, it's a cool moment. I'm really, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just checking time. We're almost at an hour. Oh, okay. So, but, um, uh, yeah, well, we can keep going or you want to, it's up to you, man. I'm, well, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm on your time. <clears throat> well, I mean, hmm. how about this? Um, let's do, let's do a little, little work first, a little business. And then, okay. and then if you think of anything, you can go. But uh, how can people get in touch with you? How, how do they find you on the interwebs?
0: Um, as far as an actor goes, I have Nathan O'Neill Smith uh, Facebook page. Um, you can find there. Uh, you can also Google Nathan O'Neill Smith, and I should come up on an IMDb.
1: Uh, I will have links to all of this on the page for this. Also. For this, and so we'll, we'll make sure everyone can find you. And then uh, as an artist... Um, See, look, he's like, I'm an actor page, and here's my <laughs> We got to promote, me. Um, I you like a page? We need all this. We got to centralize you. <laughs> um,
0: the Nathan Smith Hub.
1: But uh, Hey, I won't lie. Here's a free plug. ScottyWhite.com. Fix all my stuff there. Do it. Do it. <clears throat> ScottyWhite.com is right there. Cool. Um, no, uh, as far as an artist goes,
0: uh, if you put in the Facebook search engine itself, Nate's art uh then it should find me if uh you're looking to just find me on a url you can do com slash nuts art and nut is with two d's that's a long story but then
1: <laughs> well you know gotta have two right <laughs> you know
0: it's nice and pretentious of me
1: are you on the twitter i just recently joined the twitter and in- oh, oh cool. because of
0: american horror story oh that's cool <laughs> Yeah, um, welcome to the Twitter version. <laughs> you uh, thanks. It's it, it's very it's a different story uh, than uh, Facebook for sure.
1: It is. Um I got on Twitter almost when it started. I yeah. um but I didn't use it. Oh, gotcha. I, I have a habit of this. I will, you know, I'm so connected to 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 the internet and all these little sites. Well, someone uh, Scott Kurtz who does the Webcom PVP. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Was uh, was talking about Twitter on his page, like right when it first came out, and I was like, "Okay, I'll sign up." <laughs> and so I signed up and, and 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 just let it go, and then it kind of grew. And um, I'm kind of regrowing with Twitter now, and so um, I like it. I'm I'm um, originally I just used it as a quick way to update my Facebook statuses because mm-hmm. I was using Facebook more, but now I'm seeing Twitter's growing in my life. It's very useful for promotion. It's oh, okay. extremely useful. I mean. I I'm I think a lot of our listeners today are probably gonna be from Twitter. Yeah. So okay. thank you. <laughs>
0: thank you. I think on there I am um again Nut with two Ts. T's. Nutsmith
1: seventy three. So and so uh we'll we'll have that link too on the website too, so you can and plus plus I think well if you actually find this on Twitter there'll be a Twitter link and then I'll have his at so you can follow him straight mm. from the from the from this. Um that's that's kinda of what we do with you know cross promotion, you know. Right of everyone else. Absolutely
0: Um, cool yeah I do customized uh, commission artwork and um, Mm -hmm. and that uh, I I currently have submitted to a couple more movies as a possibility of a a role in a Dolph Lundgren movie cool called The Lake
1: the original Punisher Mm -hmm. yeah exactly
0: Um, let's just not go with the original one Nick Fury
1: Mm -hmm. hey I'm I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it once I've seen I've seen the David Hasselhoff Nick Fury (laughs) <laughs> um, which I've no one's I, I have not met no one's mentioned it in a long time. I haven't thought about it. Um, so I saw it on sci fi probably about 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Remembered it was like the before all the new combo, it was the closest combo book book I've ever seen. I was like, True, someone had always paid attention to what they were reading instead of <laughs> making something new. So, you know, kudos to that film. That's a bros movies. Movies we we have to do. We we'll have to. I'm gonna have to definitely do the the Nick Fury movie. Yeah, David, has David Hasselhoff, the <laughs> Hoff, <as> Nick Fury. <laughs> Come on, let's be realistic. Samuel L. Zarr, Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. That, people nowadays
0: will actually pick up the comic book and see the original Nick Fury, not the not the uh, ultra Ultimate Universe version, which is Samuel Jackson. Right. They'll see that the original Nick Fury was a white man. Right. And kind of go,
1: what? Oh, well, I think currently, what? I think currently he's black because it's his son is the new Nick Fury. Oh, really? Yeah. If they, so, they worked it into the they worked universe. they worked into the six one six universe. So. Um, I'm... <laughs> I don't read of it. I'm I'm more of an X-Men guy, so I don't read I don't read and and my listeners know that Same I'm, here. I'm a uh, diehard X-Men, X-Men fan. R- yeah, I R- love R- X-Men. Oh, that's cool. That's something we definitely can talk about. I love X-Men. <laughs> yes. Favorite X-Men. Favorite X-Men? Yeah.
0: Uh I'll have to go with my, um, just old school. It's always been Wolverine. Yeah,
1: well, you can't get schnick, Can't go wrong with that.
0: Well, I mean, you know, I started off when I was a teenager. I didn't actually get into Superman and all that stuff uh, to me in the beginning. Uh, I didn't start reading comic books until I was, like, 16. Mm-hmm. And then when I did, the first one I picked up was The Marauder's Hunt. Oh, yeah. Where they were slaughtering all the Morlocks on a, in the sewers. And the first page I opened it up to was, was this guy being blown in half by Harpoon. And I was like, no, we're talking! <laughs> and they did it in a way that was tasteful. It wasn't bloody. It's like they were using fabric from his clothes to represent almost, like, the gore. And the Right, bullshit. I mean... And so there, and that caught my attention. And so in my teenage angst, uh, you know, I connected with Wolverine. He's like, screw all of you! You know, he was like, half the time he spent fighting the team, you know, and just rebelling. And so, but to me, he quickly became more interesting when you start learning,
1: oh, wait, the adamantium is not a power. They put that in him. Oh, right. wait, this guy, who knows how long oh, this you're guy's been about alive. You, oh, yeah, you're talking about stuff like from the Marvel Comics Presents... Oh, Weapon X origin story is phenomenal. If no yeah. one's got a chance to read that, that, and you know what, what most people don't realize, Marvel Comics Presents was a, a oh it's biweekly, so, it got, so you get two a month, mm-hmm. and they had four stories, and they they were they flipped. Yeah, you know one one half story was you know, usually a Wolverine story, right, and the other side was was something else because there was a great Ghost Rider Venom story and a later, that the Sam Keith did okay, and so I'm. You know, I, I I started about the same time you did. Um, I got into maybe a year later because I I I had missed the the Marauder storyline mm-hmm. and which led into Inferno. Uh, uh, Inferno is my favorite X Men storyline. Yeah, I love Inferno. on awesome. and and because um, I just I have I have the two Inferno omnibuses mm-hmm. and they're fun to read. I just found out there's a a third one out. It's like the prelude to Inferno. Sure. So I'm just like Marvel, take my money now. I yeah, gotta get that here. here. <laughs> I met um, speaking of artists and stuff, uh, I met Alan Davis, uh, awesome. uh, a couple of years ago to, at, at mid Ohio Comic Con, and okay, so uh, most people know I'm a huge Rachel Sum- Rachel Summers is my favorite. Oh, my, gotcha. Yeah, Die Hard, love you. Love, get along with my cousin. I Jim. love love Phoenix too, is by far the best. But my favorite anyway, and so it was an it was so cool. I got a, I have a, an original. Rachel Summers sketch. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a head. I've got a head sketch of by Alan Davis, which nice. is like, oh yeah. <laughs> and so he, but he signed my. He signed my my one of my uh, Inferno volumes. Cool because that he, he had he had done some stuff for the Excalibur issues in it, and so that was very very cool. Well, my.
0: As far as villains go, uh, Mister Sinister, hands oh. down. I loved how they worked him. And he's back now. He's they're, they're doing yeah, some really? new stuff. Yeah,
1: they're doing currently doing some. They've lost so
0: much touch because they've gotten so expensive. They are comics
1: are for like five bucks a pop, and um, which is which are, I don't. I buy trades now. and I can't, I can't yeah. afford single issues. I just a, poor college kid. I can't. Right. I just can't afford it. And your comicsology ninety nine cents. Right. right. You know, of, <laughs> and so at least Marvel's doing the. They're doing their version of Netflix. and nine it's nine bucks a month or ten bucks a month, but it's it's a, a huge library of so stuff you can read. Really, it's about six months old, so you know you can. You know, they're about six months behind. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not
0: too two years behind. Right, so you're that saying, would probably be worth the money. Yeah, it's well, well <laughs> worth it. You know,
1: and it's all digital, and so it's it's a you know free plug for Marvel there. But uh, one of the guys from uh, Memory Card Radio, Eric Rogers, he's a big fan of it. And so, okay, and so it's it's very cool. And I get digital comics when I can. Uh, Horseman's uh, digital. Yeah, Horseman's digital, yeah. Um, which is which is great. Digital comics is, is where it's going. I mean,
0: yeah. Uh, but see, the funny thing is is by now everybody thought that paperback comic books were going to be gone by now. I don't think paper but comics like, are ever going to go away. No, people just like to have it in their hands. I was having
1: you know, this discussion with uh, Eric Rogers because um, we'll, we'll date this podcast. Um, <laughs> the uh, Sony announced this week that uh, they're doing a digital... A streaming service for uh, for video games, mm-hmm. kind of like Netflix. They're doing in Netflix for video games, oh, okay. and so me and Eric, you know, I'm I'm interested. I, I don't play many games, but you know, a, a chance to play older games, right, for one set price, mm-hmm. that's appealing to me. Okay. I will buy a system to do that, right. You know, if I can just rent or whatever, you know, Final Fantasy or whatever. Right now, it's only PS3 games, but you know, eventually, hopefully, they'll, you know, anyway. So we got to talk about digital versus, you know, uh, non digital. Just you know traditional, I guess is what you call it, and um, he's a a proponent for traditional stuff. He's like, you know, all these reasons, and I was like, you know, I I got, I think everything's going digital except books. Yeah. I think we'll always have books. Right. I I, You know, you'll have digital books like we do, but I think we'll have, there's something about, something tangible with a book in your hand. I think comics are the same way. I don't Mm know. And so
0: now I'm kind of bad about like reading a novel, unfortunately me too just a, I'm not a fast, fast reader, so it's like I, I, the time frame doesn't allow me. but here's what I've been enjoying comics. <laughs> right, and well, here's what's also been great about that is is that I can do audio now while I'm doing my artwork, right, and you know I mean, I listen to music all day long anyway, because it's like you know when i when I engage in that mode, that artistic mode, and I'm drawing, as long as my brain has already planned out what's going to be on the page. Then it's almost second nature, like it's like, you know, I mean, it's like breathing. Uh, I'll just go into it, and so I can pay attention to uh, an audiobook very easily and enjoy it. So um, I went to go uh, start the Wheel of Time series, and um, and it's so funny because all my friends used to brag and brag and brag about it. They're like, "You said, you know, Robert Jordan, all is awesome," and uh, and I was like, "I got, I couldn't even finish it. I hate to say that." I didn't realize how repetitious. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times are you going to run into a town and get screwed over by the townsfolk? <laughs> you figure they'd learned. Ash and blood, or blood and ashes, or whatever he constantly says. But um, with that, though, I did all three of like the Hannibals, uh, you know. Um, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon, and, uh, you know, so, um, yeah, i got to think about some other books that I want to get into.
1: I guess, and if I remember, I don't know how they are digitally, but I remember Thomas Harris used to read mm-hmm. all of them. Did Thomas Harris read the ones... I think so. I so it's it really right. interesting because Thomas Harris has a distinct speaking voice. Yeah. And it's not what you would think who wrote Sounds of Lions. Right? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't sound like that at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should have got someone creepier to. <laughs> but then it's like you listen to it, it's like, I mean, he's got a very. Uh, I, I don't. Dainty. He has a very dainty voice. Yeah. I, I mean, the best way to really describe it. And, you know. Hearing him read about like what you know Buffalo Bill's doing, mm-hmm. and what Hannibal's done, and you're like, it's creepy in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, well,
0: it's uh, you know, it fits when he's doing like Agent Starling's voice, right? In a way, but yeah, but you know, I know will the will, will of uh, how uh, I said? Will of Fortune, will of time, <laughs> will of Fortune. Uh, this one book about um, She <laughs> Great <geez. Very> comic. <laughs> He uh, uh, it was funny because they changed voices like for three chapters in the middle
1: of the book, and it switched to a woman. And I
0: was like, "This is throwing me completely off."
1: Well, I was, well we do for that guy's voice. We do. Um, well, I have done. And we're going to do some more. We I, I do this series called Action Figures, Eat Salt separately. Mm-hmm. And what they are are fan fiction I wrote based on scenarios from Kenner action figures. Oh, nice c- commercials. And so Kenner would get these. They'd get production photos and light scripts, but they didn't really know what's going on. And so, mm-hmm. and so the toys had to come out when the movie comes out. And so, you know, the first one we did, and then the one that's on, it's uh, you know, it's about from the 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 Jedi toys were again Jedi Luke and Lando and this discus and a couple of the aliens, and they're going to feed Luke to the starlight pit. Well, we know in the movie, their job was there and there's, there's skiffs. And this they walk them all like on a plank and like in the middle of the desert and there's mm-hmm. just these four guys that's all there is and so I wrote this story based on that and then I had some of my friends from, from the Mobcast Network come in and we read parts mm-hmm. and so it's part it's part radio drama part audio book yeah. it's very very fun and we hmm. do sound effects and things and so we're going to do a couple more of those but I can see where they're going with that yeah. I and mean, so I mean, of course we're doing Audio dramas now too. It's another. I think the reason why I started the network is so i just. I just want to do old school radio dramas. Gotcha. <laughs> and podcasting became part of it. But uh, so that's really neat. Speaking of Hannibal, though, have you seen the series? That I have not.
0: Oh, dude, awesome. dude,
1: dude. Seriously, um, Amazon Prime. The first season on Amazon Prime. You can get somebody with a Prime account, mm-hmm. watch it. I have an Amazon Prime account. Then you should watch it. It's okay. so good. It is well worth it. Um, and if you have a Netflix account. And have uh, certain programs like Ola that changed that massacre ISP. Um, i ruined the secret for everybody. Oh, you can watch Canadian Netflix. It has both seasons on it. Cool. And so I will show you that after the podcast. I have uh, finished. Uh, I just finished
0: catching up on Supernatural. All the way to the uh, end of the ninth season. That's a that's a marathon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did. I, you know, it's been over several years, but it's like I didn't even realize that I hadn't seen the eighth and ninth season right. until just like you know six months ago. And so, but um, and that's a wheelhouse. I Man, That show's become an institution on the CW. Well, it's weird because it's and it's funny because it's this is not a criticism. Uh, it's going to sound like one but it's it, it's the same formula over and over and yeah. over again but what's
1: weird is how entertaining it continues well, I mean, to be and I don't think it's criticism at all because you got to look at look, look at um, Law and Order yeah all of them are the same show right every week repeat repeat <laughs> repeat it's, and it's just and I'm sorry for Law Order for this, but yes yes, it is. House was the same way I I, I didn't get into yeah. ha- everyone was nuts about House and I didn't get into House because it was like to me it was the core of the show was the fact that there was some kind of Crazy, crazy disease that no one else will figure out until the end house right. figures it out. But you got to do it with his crazy-ass bullshit before you get there. Yeah. And, and, and while that's entertaining for some, that's that wasn't me. And right. so, you know, I would, I'd, I'd watch Lost instead. <laughs> and, then, <yeah. laughs> and it had a weird, its own different formula. Because all shows are around you know, have a formula. And that's what made it work. So, you know, criticism or not... It's lasted ten years. That's what I'm saying. It's not a criticism. For, yeah. It
0: kept me completely entertained, and uh, you know, and I, uh,
1: I need to find a way to start like Star Trek. You know, find a planet, do something crazy. Find right. a planet, do something crazy. Yeah. Find a planet, do something crazy. Sure, dies. Start Star Trek Battle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I highly recommend Hannibal. I definitely have, um, I definitely recommend Hannibal. Cause i season two while I've been on vacation, and um. That it's Brian Fuller, did the guy who did Dead Like Me and did, mm-hmm. um, I guess, Wonderfalls, and what was the show about the Push and Daisies? Gotcha. And so um, he's he, he's had the bet worst liquid shows. Mm-hmm. They, they're all awesome shows. They don't last very long. He's got a third season coming up for Handball, and and so what's great about this show and the guy the the, the new guy playing Handball is great, and mm-hmm. it's it's based on Red Dragon, but it's not, and okay. it, they they take. Liberties, but they take liberties in a good way. Yeah. So it's fresh. So it's you'll you'll you know it's got Will Graham and it. it's, it's basically Will Graham and and Hannibal's relationship and um, um Jack Crawford. They have Jack Crawford in Jack Crawford. Lance plays Jack Crawford in this. Okay. And so you've that and it's just um the his name escapes me because it's 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 foreign. But the bad guy from um, Casino Royale is Hannibal. I love that guy. That guy's awesome. Uh, he is. Um, and he is phenomenal. He is, yeah. you know...
0: He's got bad guy to it
1: art. Right, but he's got like, you know, you've got... You know, when people think Hannibal Lecter, they think Anthony Hopkins. Rightfully so. Anthony yeah. Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter. Then you watch him, and he is that Hannibal. Perfect.
0: Well, here's the funny thing, is that a lot of people, a lot of people kind of
1: like, their jaw falls open when I tell
0: them. I'm like, uh, uh, uh Come on, we were just saying. Anthony Hopkins wasn't the first Hannibal. Brian Cox was. Yes, in the movie Manhunter. Manhunter, Michael Mann. Man. He did a great job too.
1: Uh, he played Stryker in the X Men. the X Men movie. Yes, in, in the, yes. And he's in and the, the ring. The... He's in a lot of. He's, he's even super, in a Super troopers, troopers. He was yeah. the, yeah. He was the, he was the chief. I'm a big fan of Brian Cox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Brian Cox like, is really good. Next work. question <laughs> that says uh, shenanigans is gonna get pistol whipped. It's like, <laughs> um, and I remember watching Manhunter like it, like it was like a movie of the week before Signs of the Lamb came out. On like um. NBC, I remember, and that's when we had, we had Mom was was big into those kind of shows, and so we, we had taped it, and I had watched it one weekend or something, and I got hooked on it. And years later, I didn't realize that was Brian Cox, I didn't know Brian Cox was at the time. Yeah, but, nobody did, and, and of course, when, when Manhunter, I kept watching Manhunter going, why does this seem like Silence of the Lambs? Like, years later, when watching yeah. this, why this...
0: See, I watched this... it way before, you know, when it came out. Right. So it was way before Silence of the Lambs came out, and I didn't realize it was the same character, so when I saw this Anthony Hopkins guy... Uh, who I'd already, you know, everybody had already, he'd already established himself, but I was just like, why does this character look familiar? You know, and for those who don't know, the Manhunter movie is actually just the Red Dragon story. Yeah, it's Red Dragon. Uh, they just retitled it for the original film.
1: Yeah, and, um, Red Dragon's a good film, by the way, because, I mean, it's it's a good film. I mm-hmm. I like them both equally in different reasons. Right. Edward Norton's version is really, really interesting. Yeah. And, and I do Michael Mann's 80s flair with that. It's, mm-hmm. and it's got, um, William Peterson from who used to be on CSI, he's Will Graham in that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to think who else is in it. Oh, the guy
0: who plays the, the main bad guy, the red dragon. Um, I've never been able to remember that guy's name, but, but he's he, in an everything, he's, yeah, he's, he's a super tall actor. He was in like, the second Robocop, he was also, yeah, because he's
1: the villain in the second Robocop, and I, last remember, action hero. I remember him. He was, he's Frankenstein in uh, the Monster Squad. If you remember oh, okay. The Monster Squad, he's Frankenstein to that. Yeah. I'm throwing a throwbacks, man. Oh yeah. We're going <laughs> way back. Way <laughs> back <laughs> <laughs> the Monster Squad. And so and that Monster Squad for I love that movie. That, for me, that's my Goonies. Yeah. I didn't see Goonies as a kid, I saw Goonies as the movie. Wolfman's got no nah, <laughs> That movie's awesome. I, and that that's a movie we're gonna do on the on the one of on the, the the other podcasts because I know some of the guys have never seen it. Right. And so we just did. We just most recently did Gremlins. I'm going back and we're revising. Gremlins. Oh, was nice. so crazy. Yeah, and so and <laughs> the the thing I learned about that and it's in the podcast um, is that um, how apathetic Kingston Falls is is to. Everything mm-hmm. monsters attack their town. I was like well, whatever you know. I'm gonna go to the <laughs> bar. Stuff happens. <laughs> like, like there's that whole scene where Phoebe Cates is 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 in the bar yeah. serving monsters. First of all, a they're monsters. B none of them have money. No. <laughs> yeah. She's just like I just don't want to die. Here's <laughs> your beer. I'm not. You know. I'm just like I'm out. <laughs> I'm running. No, I'll serve them. Lord knows how long she's been serving them. <laughs> oh, go Phoebe Cates. Mm, Nice. Have you seen the second one? It's Gremlins Two. Oh yeah, I watched oh, yeah. it recently and was like, I watched it with commentary. I had to watch it because it I was. Re- I tried watching it through, and I couldn't get through it. Mm-hmm. It was just. I saw it as a kid in the theater and had a better. Sometimes it's good to remember things, yeah. Than rewatch, yeah. Gremlins Two is is that for me? It's it was better to to re to to remember than rewatch. But then I rewatched it with the the commentary. Listen to the commentary cause as I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that whole movies, oh yeah, we made a movie about not reason why you shouldn't make sequels. <laughs> and so their whole idea was to kill their franchise. And I was yeah, like, nice. Warner Bros. give them money to do that. <laughs> no studio today would ever do that. No. Oh, it's crazy. Was it was so crazy. Oh well, I I think we've had a very good podcast. Uh, uh, I've had I've, I've, I've had fun. I don't know about you, but this I've been at first, so I, I'm hoping it's. good. Oh, you'll you'll do plenty more. You'll do, <laughs> you'll do plenty more. And so, yeah, everybody will, will want you, especially after this podcast. to will be like, "Hey, look, American Horror Story guy, nice man. over there, like But we had you first, so we'll yeah. take you that. So. <laughs> high five! We have a high five. Mopcast exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for doing this for us, oh, and thanks thanks for for we're gonna go ahead and end here. So, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Mopcast Network.